stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. And I'm going to start with asking this very simple question. Do you get enough sleep? And if you do, or if you think you do, how do you feel the next day? Are you tired, exhausted, or are you buzzing with energy? And second, are you waking up all night through the night, tossing, turning, and can't get back to sleep? I don't know if that was second or third, but there was a lot of questions in there. Today, I'm chatting with Riley Jarvis, who is the founder and CEO of The Sleep Consultant, and he helps CEOs, entrepreneurs, high performers, et cetera, and everybody actually transform their sleep so that they can boost productivity and energy levels. And I tell you what, I reckon most of us need that because I think we're we're living in a state of sleep deprivation. You know, just everybody seems to be saying to me lately, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I don't know what's wrong with me. So he helps you to find sleep nirvana. Now that sounds bloody fantastic to me. So this episode is really wonderful. We talk a lot about what's stopping us getting sleep, how we can get a better sleep and, you know, just how, how our biology works with regard to all this stuff. So I reckon you're going to find today absolutely fascinating. So I'm just going to get straight into it and let's have a chat to him. Welcome, Riley. Thank you so much, Karen. Glad to be on your show today. Oh, I'm glad to have you. I, I tell you what, there are so many people that I talk to are saying, oh, I'm just so tired. I just can't get enough sleep. And, you know, it's, it's. I think um, COVID's knocked the, knocked the shit out of us, but, you know, now we're <laughs> starting to get back on track. But I think, yeah. you know, people have sort of um, uh, obtained, you know, terrible sleep patterns, you know, and now, now everyone's trying to get themselves back into the norm. So I absolutely... absolutely love what you're doing. You, you must have a, you must have had a good night's sleep. Yeah, mine was pretty good last night. Yeah, it's pretty rare these days. I guess you could say as the sleep consultant, I have to live up to my name too, right? So yeah, it was pretty <laughs> good last night. And uh, But you know, sometimes when things are, you know, business is busy, um, I won't necessarily get a bad sleep. I'll just need extra resources to help me do so. But it's nice to have those tools in your toolbox. Then you can just take them out whenever you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's so, I will get into it, but you know, I know sleep's so important. I think it's so um, underrated, you know, we just yeah. forget how important it is, but I want to sort of open all that up uh, in the, in the, in the, in the, in this conversation, but I want to start at the very start, like you, you're now the sleep consultant and you, you're helping other people, you know, to get really good sleeps and we'll, we'll unpack that even more. But really good sleeps have a lot of energy and feel great about themselves. And I reckon that we all deserve to feel that way. But what, you just didn't you just didn't sort of jump out of bed at five, five years old and say, oh, I'm going to be the sleep consultant. <laughs> you know, what, what, tell us about 
prior to becoming that? And, you know, what, what led you to becoming the sleep consultant? Yeah, for sure. And it's always an interesting question, especially when it comes to coaches within the health industry, because usually it all stemmed from their own, you know, journey and health journey that they gone through themselves, whether it was autoimmunity, whether some crazy event happened to them. And then that's what inspired through making themselves better. Now they're helping other people and they pursued education for that. And mine was, you know, this along the same lines too. So for me, about going back 10 years, uh, I went to school university for finance. And then once I graduated, I was doing, you know, investment banking, private equity, just like super long hours, like 12 to 14 hour work days. And it was insane. And I was in my early twenties at the time. And, you know, it's kind of that a dog eat dog world where, you know, there's 10 people behind you waiting to take your position. So you need to be operating on all pistons all throughout the day, but not before long, I started to uh, experience extreme fatigue and low energy levels. And I was forced to quit my job um, at that age. And I really didn't know what was going on. And it was at that point where I went into uh, lots of debt because I couldn't uh, keep up with that. And a lot of the doctors that I were talking to, they just didn't really have any answers for me on the conventional side of things. So that's where I really had to take health into my own hands. And this is where I spent like hours upon hours a day. And naturally I had a, a lot of interest within biology and the health and everything like that. And I started just researching, like, how does our biology work on a fundamental level? And then going from that place, going from the root cause to see like, how was I, you know, manifesting these symptoms and everything else. Turns out the uh, diagnosis was Crohn's disease autoimmunity. And that was really big for me because it was at that point that I could start building things back up again. Um, mm -hmm. Fast forward, you know, 10 years later, over the last few years, Crohn's has been in 100% complete remission. It's kind of funny. Doctors don't know why they, I mean, they'll look at the report and they'll kind of scratch their head sometimes, but uh, you know, it's, so that's kind of where I was. And you think, well, how does that relate to sleep? And what has happened was every single month I was doing like, okay, let's focus on supplements. Let's focus on exercise. But when I hit that sleep month, that's when everything started to get so much better and my progress skyrocketed and you know, what's good for you. I just kind of kept doing it more and more and more. Sure enough, things started improving. And then, uh, yeah, it was just like, obviously those other things helped, but sleep was that big, big thing for me. And then when I started helping clients locally, uh, friends of friends, parents of friends, and then my, you know, just started making a name for myself and then expanded internationally. Now where I'm helping people around the world, doing virtual sessions, um, sending lab kits to their house and everything. So yeah, it's really a, a lot more amazing to change people's lives and see the transformation side of them versus looking at a spreadsheet back in the finance days. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, when you're talking about helping other people, you know, I know that from my own experience, you know, I was living a very selfish life, not really, but you know, <laughs> like focused on me. And when I started to help other people and saw results for other people, I, I agree with you, you know, something in you just, I don't know. It, it, you're, you're getting energy from sleep, but there is also a beautiful energy that comes, isn't there, that, that just sparks you up when you see other people benefiting from what you're doing. I, I love it. When you got um, Crohn's disease, you know, were you kind of like, did, did you take the, you know, like most people, when they get diagnosed with something, it hits them really hard emotionally and mentally, you know, and they get really, I guess the word is almost defeated by the di the diagnosis, you know, and it's like, oh God, now my life's <laughs> ruined, and what am sure. I going to do? So, yep. did you did you feel that at the start, and then have to kind of, uh, you know, sit back and say, well, hang on a minute, it's either I go down this shitty path or I yeah. start to look for answers. And yeah, it's a really good question. For me, honestly, it was the opposite, and the reason was is because. I was just suffering for so long and I didn't know why. And I felt like that diagnosis was the X factor. Cause I was like, 
okay, maybe I'm not, I don't need like antidepressant pills or something like that. Like mm. I'm not super fatigued in my head. It's actually coming from an autoimmune thing, which is like, okay, now if I address the body, the mind will follow. And sure enough, it did um, versus, you know, some other people it's just life's going great. They get this diagnosis. And then it's like, oh, that means I won't be able to do this, that, and the other thing I wasn't able to do any of that before. So to actually get that diagnosis was really, I looking back, it was probably a blessing in disguise. You know mm-hmm. how that all happened. Yeah. If it's a chicken or egg thing, hard to say, but you know, looking back, it's just been amazing to help all, all these other people out, but for sure. Yeah. And sometimes I think that happens. Sometimes I think that's in our blueprint. Now, some people are going to believe in that. Some people aren't, you know, so there's the self-determined life. There's the blueprint life. There's this, that, and I don't know what's true. I don't know what's true, but um, I, I'm a big believer in self-determination, but I'm also got that little bit of blueprint thing just sits in my head to say, well, I, I kind of do believe that things just happen as they're meant to, because we're not yeah. living to our full potential and we're not doing the thing that we're put on this earth to do that is yeah. truly magnificent and truly altruistic and making a better world. And sometimes I think that thing happens, you know, to give us a bloody wake up call and say, you're not meant to be in finance. You know, you're just exactly yeah driving yourself into the ground and here's a great opportunity for you to live the life you're meant to live. So it's a, it is a, it's a good perspective, isn't it? To think, well, it's a good perspective that you had, you know, to say, well, this is a wake up call, but I, I, it, it's an intriguing question as to why some people, why some people say, well, this is a great opportunity and why other people say, well, this is, this ruins my life. And I guess that's an answer. <laughs> well, that will be asked, <laughs> a question we'll be asking forever, but so why, why, why is sleep so important? Like, you know, we, we, we hear about it, you know, when we're reading all the, um, you know, the meditation magazines and we're reading, yep. all, reading all the wellness oh, stuff yeah. and, it, oh, you yeah. know, and, and years ago they didn't focus on sleep. It was kind of like, you know, get up early and meditate and, you know, and everything else. Now it's such a big deal. Get your bloody sleep. So why is it so important to us? Yeah. Sleep is a really, you know, it's kind of sat sat on the sidelines for many years now. And it's Mm. been, especially I work with a lot of the high performance types, like CEOs, executives, and for them, sleep is this huge liability and a burden. They're like, why would I sleep and be unconscious when I could be awake, drink coffee and get on with it. But what they fail to realize is you can actually get more done in less time when your, your deep focus is more on point, but kind of going back, sleep is so important because it does so many things to our, our body and our body can be in a building up and building, building up phase and recovery phase, rest and digest, or it can be in a breaking down and catabolic state. It's kind of one or the other. It's not kind of both at the same time. I mean, it kind of can be, but I am making generalization here. And so when people are getting enough sleep, their body is going to be in this breaking down state. And what that means is on a biological level, that's where my kind of interest and focus is. That means our hormones are usually going to be tanked. Our adrenaline, our cortisol are just going to be running on overdrive or adrenal glands. Like all these systems in our body are going to be running way more than they're actually used to. Now we have to sort of think about like our ancestors going back thousands of years, what was that kind of environment like? Like we would run away from a saber tooth tiger and then we would go back to our tribe and relax. But now we're in an environment where we're constantly surrounded by technology all the time. And we're, we're kind of in like this low level hum of stress all the time that our bodies are not adapted to at all. And what's that going to cause is like something like if a sacrifice is happening somewhere, something else is happening in our biology. So for some people, 
maybe if they neglect their sleep or sleep's not good and there's a lot of inflammation, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff um, down the road, it could be a disease state, but more short term, it's just our ability to focus when our sleep is better. We can have better relationships with people, whether it's our family, our kids, um, like our colleagues, um, all these things are extremely important. And, you know, I, I usually call them the three amigos is, um, one is your diet, two is exercise and three is your sleep. And we seem to know a lot about exercise. We seem to know a lot about diet. You go to your personal trainer, you go to your nutritionist, but sleep is kind of that one that sits on the, on the back, um, the back burner, because a lot of people, I don't think know a lot about it. And they view sleep as this thing where we just close our eyes, we open our eyes and we get on with it. But what's actually happening with your body during that time where sleep is where it's, it's so important for so many recovery functions of our body and our mind. For example, inside of our mind, when we, we need enough REM sleep to consolidate all the memories of what we learned before, um, to, um, clear out all the plaque and this something known as oxidative stress that's passing through our brain. And we, when we don't get enough REM sleep and our sleep's compromised, sometimes we really increase our rate of Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's is really that plaque buildup in the brain over time. Um, and same with our body, it's just inflammation, cortisol, stress. If we're not fully recovered for the next day, and instead we compensate that by putting a bandaid on the issue with coffee, if we're tired, you know, eventually we're going to start putting your body deeper and deeper in, um, into the rabbit hole as we burn the candle from both ends. So that's where sleep is really this tool and we're sleeping anyway. I mean, we're not driving to the gym or three cups of this three teaspoons of that, where it's complicated sleep, something we're doing anyway. So if we can make a few tweaks, the ROI it's called Pareto's principle. You can get 80% of the results with 20% of the work. Sleep is really that one. If we focus on, I mean, it's just tremendous results. And I mean, I'm really happy now that there's more awareness about that and more people are focusing on it. But like you said, it's kind of at on this like added on thing sometimes where it's like meditation, stress, oh, and sleep. But if, you know, sleep just goes way more than that. And, you know, in the science, like every single week, it seems like there's new literature coming out. I mean, it's fascinating and they still really don't understand it. Mm. I think it's amazing it's, and it's we've got such a bad habit like most of us and we do it and I have to force myself but that then I get really tired and I'm like I'm going to bed you know and I don't, I don't care if it's nine o'clock as soon as I'm tired I'm I'm going to bed I don't care what anyone's doing yeah. but it's that getting tired and then and I know so many people tell me this I get tired I want to go to bed but then I start because I'm in that dreamy state, I start flicking through Facebook, you know, or, or whatever. And then before I know it, another two hours is gone, you know, and my body's like, ah, it's just crushed. <laughs> and, and then it's, it's midnight, you know, and then they've, then they, the, in the morning, they don't feel refreshed. And how much truth is, do you think, I, I know from my experience, and, and I don't know whether it's just my biological just my makeup or, or whether this is true. But I've heard that if you, whatever sleep you get before 12 is actually the most productive sleep. And I, I find that true for myself. Is that, is that a myth or is that um, something that is actually proven and true? Yeah, there, there is a lot of truth to that, actually. Um, but one thing that's really important is we have something known as our chronotype and our chronotype is how, like how we are genetically wired when we should go to bed at nighttime or go to bed in the morning. Now, about 70% of the population are known as night owls. They like to stay up late. That's the most productivity. 30% are called morning larks. These are people whose most efficient time is sort of first thing in the morning and to kind of find, like, you probably have a good sense of what you are, but if somebody doesn't know, I usually ask them this is if you were to write like a 2000 word essay, what time of the day would you choose to write it? And for somebody who's a morning lark, like I'm a morning lark, for example, yeah, it sounds like you are too. 
I would always do it when I first get up in the morning or you, you know, like maybe sometime later in the morning. Um, and then somebody who's a night owl, they'd rather do it later at night because in the morning, it's just so difficult for them to get up and wake up. Um, but it is true. So if somebody is sort of that night owl type, the earlier that they go to bed before midnight, usually they can get a lot more of these deep wave sleep patterns. And a big reason of that for that is because we wake up at two, three, 4 AM in the middle of the night. But if we go to sleep earlier then usually we can kind of sneak in some more sleep cycles before we do wake up at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in an ideal world, you just won't wake up at all. So that's kind of one thing, but yes, there is a lot of science behind that as well. I'm, I'm surprised you're saying those um, stats for me. I, I naturally thought, and I didn't, haven't done research, but I just assumed that most people were um, morning larks, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I'm surprised yeah. to hear that 70% are yeah. night hours. And I, you know, I just recently met a guy who says, I don't, I don't go to bed while it's dark. He said, I'm just not going. I, I go to bed at six in the morning and wake up at two in the afternoon. And I uh, said, don't you feel tired all the time? And he said, yeah. I said, why'd you go to bed? <laughs> go to bed. Like I always think, and, and maybe this is just like old fashioned or whatever, but I always think follow the birds. You know, I always think that, you know, if the birds are going to sleep, we should start thinking about going to sleep. They're waking up. Yeah. We should start waking up. And that's how I try to live. Do you know, if I, I'm awake first, I'm awake 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, and I, and I love to go to bed at 9 yeah. o'clock. Do you know, I really love to do that. But it's, um yeah, that, that's how I think we should be. <laughs> Again, I'm not. I'm, I'm terrible at imposing my beliefs on other people. So I'm stop doing that. <laughs> well, you you are right about you know Mother Nature has a lot of wisdom within itself, and I mean it's like like where do we come from? Sometimes we just think we were born into this like crazy technological technological environment around us, but we have to remember we're just you know kind of these primitive creatures with you know these monkey brains at the end of the day, and so we kind of have to. We're kind of at the you know we're kind of at the laurels of you know you know, we can't really force our way through all this stuff. Um, you know, we're just kind of, uh, it's just how our bodies have adapted over thousands of years and we can either, you know, sink our um, environment to, to help us favor that or, or not do so. And if we don't, then it's probably going to make us feel tired and that kind of thing. One other quick side point I'll say about that is a lot of people are actually night owls, but they have morning jobs and this causes them to wake up. And, you know, it's not because you're lazy. A lot of people think it's because they're lazy. They can't wake up in the morning. It could very well be you're just a nighttime person and that's why you need coffee in the morning, all these different things. And then that could also be why you want to stay up late. Like you're just not tired around 10 PM, 12 AM. Wow. I am. And that's, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and so you talk a lot about um, the biology code, you know, this is, this is a thing that you've created the biology code. And I love, it's not making sense now, listening to everything you've been saying about how does our body work and how, and how does, how do we bring the sleep factor into it? But what explain, like explain the biology code a little bit more or is, or have you already done that? But I think there's more to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the biology code goes very, very deep and it's really all about like what I, what I usually like to refer to is like un- unlocking our biology code because mm. a lot of us are limited. Like our biology is not firing at its full potential. And you can just think of it like a car. Like if you have a car and you're not doing like, like oil <clears throat> um, tune-ups and all these other things, what's going to happen to that car over time? It's just not going to run as efficiently. It's not going to burn gas as efficiently. It's going to, you know, it's just going to cause you a myriad of problems down the road versus one that is performing while you're taking care of it. Everything's going to be running efficiently. You won't have a lot of issues. And the same thing can be applied with our body too. Mm. So 
kind of keeping it in basic terms, like we have our brain, we have seven different systems inside of our body, like our cardiovascular system, hormones, muscular, skeletal, and it just goes on and on. And like the organs we have, like we have our thyroid gland, we have our heart, we have adrenal glands, we have our stomach, you know, we have our kidneys and our pancreas and our gallbladder, and they're all working together. And in, in conventional medicine, doctors are amazing. Like they really save people's lives. But sometimes when you go to your family doctor, they'll um, send you to a specialist. But when you go to a specialist, the specialist will only see everything through the lens of their specialty. Yeah. They'll never look at the lens of all these other things. And doctors will never talk to other specialists. Like for, like maybe it's your something with your adrenal glands and your hormones related to your pancreas or your stomach. Like the, the hormone doctor won't talk to the gastroenterologist for your gut necessarily of what's going on. It's kind of just that thing in silos. So what I love to do is really see all these systems in the body working together. Um, because when one system starts to sort of fall apart, the rest do it, it eventually can, it can really fall apart like a Jenga puzzle on the extreme end. That's when somebody's in a disease state, but just on kind of a functional level, it's just us just not feeling like our best self. And a, a big thing is people who are, you know, they pass the age of 30, 40, 50, they probably remember in their twenties when they were just full of energy and full of life. Yeah. Um, but you know, they think like, well, it's just age. It was just a natural byproduct and cycle of that. Mm. And I say, it's actually the complete opposite. That's kind of the grand illusion of our time with that. We can actually, and I've helped many clients make them feel better in their forties than they ever have had felt in their twenties, just mm. more energy, wow. their joints aren't sore anymore. And a big part of that is through sleep, but you know, we focus on diet, lifestyle, exercise, certain supplements, reducing blood sugar in the body, really stabilizing that. Um, maybe somebody has parasites inside of their stomach, even though they're eating a, a very nutritious diet, mm. it's taking all those nutrients. Maybe their hormones are tanked and their adrenals just can't push out the hormones anymore. And that's why they need coffee all the time. And it's like whipping a tired horse. I could just go on and on about it, but it, everything is just related at the end of the day. So when I say your biology code, it's just what are the total kind of like, how is it all working together? And if you just mm -hmm. think of a car um, and how in sync is it? And the more in sync it is, and the better that they can operate on their own individually and communicate with each other. That's when you're really going to start feeling a lot better than you ever had before. Mm, uh, yeah, 100% agree with you. It's, it's, uh, I think we do, when you're talking about the doctors, it is so much like that, isn't it? We're yeah. just going to focus on this and we're just going to focus yeah. on that. And I'll give you a pill for that. That's regardless right. of how it's going to affect, you know, all the other stuff. And so this yeah. pill to fix that, this one yeah. buggers up this one, you know, and it's exactly um, it's yeah. Uh, I've had a bitch about that for a long, long time. <laughs> you know, it's just but the and then there's not many doctors either that um uh, subscribe to or support a holistic um assessment or a holistic you know view of our body, and it's um. You know, I found a doctor who does. I, I talked to her about naturopaths and I talked to her about other stuff. And she's like, good, that's great. And and, mm. and not many doctors do. Not yeah. Most doctors are, are kind of like, yeah, just just yeah. take the pill. Just take the yeah. pill. Just so I think, you can, yeah, and it's, um, and, and I don't like going to the doctor. I think, my, and, and most of us don't, because if we go to a doctor, it's kind of like we're admitting there's something wrong, unless we're hypochondriac, yeah. you know. But, um. Yeah. But I, lo I love what you're doing because it just it avoids that whole thing. It, hold, yeah. it avoids the whole medical system, you know, and yeah. which we, you know, which I think you can go down a real rabbit hole once you start getting into the medical system. But Oh, for it, sure. And they call it the wellness, you know, like the health health system. It's not a freaking health <laughs> system. It's a sick yeah. system. And, then, you is. know, we, we've yeah. got to look the other way and start looking yeah. at uh, what's out there that, 
naturally, yeah. you know, naturally develops it. Yeah. I, I love it. You also yeah. talk about sleep nirvana. Oh, mm. that sounds bloody fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is what, what do you describe as sleep nirvana? Yeah, that's a really good question. I really like I like how it sounds as well. It just uh, it brings all the good attributes of sleep. So what it is, is this is, you know, whenever I'm working with a client, I always want an end goal with them because they, you know, they're just like, I want to sleep better. I, I, but I really want to define it as something that's actually tangible that they can actually reach. And, uh, you know, we'll track the progress over a period of time, but what it is, is this is the ability to fall asleep within 15 minutes, like lights out. That's not like one hour tossing and turning in bed on your phone. That's literally, you put your head on your pillow and it's lights out pretty fast. And then you can sleep from, depending on your chronotype, what you need and everything, seven to nine hours on average, uh, completely un un uninterrupted throughout the entire night. And then the ability to wake up completely energized, full of energy, not hitting the snooze button, just ready to go without the need to take any stimulants or any coffee. And you just have a clean, sustainable source of energy all day long. And that's really what the goal is here for your body to just naturally produce this abundance of energy where you're in the state of thriving all day long, not coping, not, you know, it's just, you know, positive thinking just naturally your body's output is just effortlessly coming through. And you're not really forcing yourself through the day. You really just have an ability to just effortlessly come, you know, go through the day and things just work in your favor. Wow. That certainly sounds like Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Utopia. That, 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 that sounds bloody fantastic. I know that I fall asleep. I fall asleep within two minutes, you know, as soon as I hit the oh, good. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Except the bloody dog and cat keep getting in and out of the bed. All night. It's like, oh, for God's sake. You know, oh, we keep saying, ruining Nirvana. Yeah. We'll say, well, shut the door and lock them out. And then we feel sorry for them. It's like, oh, no, nah, <laughs> maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um I feel blessed because I can go back to sleep within two minutes, you know, even if I oh, get good. woke Fantastic. up. And there's and it's I don't know many people that can do that. And it's um I, I think that's a blessing. However, I don't do seven to nine hours. I ring six hours and I'm up, but I'm I'm alert, oh, you know, six hours yep. I am and I, I try to yeah. go longer, but I I don't and my brain goes. Yep and we're up and we're off and running and <laughs> oh good you know some people you know genetically six hours could be it too um for some people between usually six and nine hours i would say but yeah six is great too it's more it's more so the quality of the hours that you sleep versus yeah. the quantity of the hours yeah 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 but there are a lot of people who uh I, you know, as I don't want to harp on COVID, but that kind of threw people out of whack. And then, and then people have changed jobs and people are doing the hybrid thing and in and out of the office and, you know, and that sort of stuff. And so there's a lot of, um, I guess our minds, not our brains, but our minds are, are, are sort of realigning things and thinking, well, how do I do this and how do I do that? And it's probably keeping a lot of people awake at night I, I've no doubt that people are tossing and turning thinking I don't know how to do that I, how am I going to transfer this I don't know is there, a, is there a trick to trying to go to sleep quick or or like counting sheep does that does that still work or is that, <laughs> is that a bit of yeah a you know counting sheep because the thing is um what causes us to have a very difficult time, whether it's going to sleep or we wake up and trying to fall back asleep is we're thinking about the thinking. And we think about the thinking of the thinking of the thinking, <laughs> what we have to do in the next day, why we can't sleep, what's going on, you know, and that's really what causes, you know, our body to increase cortisol and just, 
all these different things that keeps us awake at night is very stimulatory for the body. So instead what you want to do is you want, it can really be anything, but you want to do, you know, something to preoccupy your mind to stop the thinking. And then eventually your body is just going to feel well-rested and uh, fall asleep. So a couple different things you can do. They've done studies on this too. It's if you wake up and you do something for, you know, let's say 30 minutes, usually if you don't, you know, stay in bed with your eyes closed, it's because in that case, it's very easy to just think about your thoughts because you're in your stationary too. If you get up and you do something, so maybe it's, you know, this isn't necessarily practical, but they did in the study where you go like you're sweeping, or maybe you do a vacuum or, you know, you're kind of just moving around and it's not too stimulatory. You'll naturally feel tired. You won't be thinking about those thoughts because you're more in your body and less in your mind. Yeah. And then when you go to sleep, it'll be lights out usually within a couple of minutes after that. So anything you do, another really good option is an audiobook because you're not looking at a screen. So you can do like audible or maybe some music, a guided meditation, focusing on your breath. Again, taking your attention out of your mind into something external that helps a ton. Mm. For me, it would just be out reading a book with my lamp because that, yeah. <laughs> that, can, that's, yeah. that puts me to sleep. I can't even, I can't even see the words with a little lamp. And it's like, why am I bothering? Uh, that's good. Um, and you've yeah. got also got a podcast. And so what's the name yeah. of that? My podcast is called the Sleep for Side Hustlers podcast. And it's really, you know, side hustle has become this new term of, you know, people have nine to five and everybody wants to start a side hustle now. What other ways can I use to make, you know, to make a lot of money uh, or, more, or more money on the side and eventually make that side hustle into a full-time hustle where it's their own business. But a lot of those people, you know, they're just working like 14 hour workdays, get home at five, six o'clock, quickly dinner, you know, doing, doing all that. And over time it gets very exhausting for them and they sacrifice their sleep. So Mm -hmm. I found this demographic to be people that really need help and it's expanded now to CEOs, but really sleep is something that affects everybody. Um, So it's really for anybody can listen to, and, you know, I have a lot of cool guests on there as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you got a book, the sleep solution as well. So yeah, I got the sleep solution. Yeah, yeah. You, people can go to my website. They can download it. Um, I originally had it as paid, but uh, now it's completely free. People can go on there and download it whenever they would like. Um, but then I have two other programs too. One is just a video program. It's called the Sleep Solution System. It's about 20 hours long with a bunch of handouts and everything. It takes you within eight weeks to get to this place of sleep nirvana. Wow. And then even a higher tier program, it's called the Executive Sleep Coaching Experience. And this is the one that involves the lab test. So this is where I send lab test kits directly to people's houses, looking at all their genetics, all their hormones. They take a sample, they send it back to the lab and it's worldwide too. So uh, yeah, then I analyze all the results um, electronically. And this is kind of like the true sniper approach where we look at your biology, where's the holes, where's the weak links in your biology. And then we address it with a lot of custom tailored protocols. And this is how you really get, you know, good fast. And cause you're not shooting in the dark, you're yeah. seeing objectively how you're feeling. And then, um, subjectively how they feel as well. So it's a really great approach as well as sleep tracking with something known as the aura ring. Um, it's a great little tool, 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 excuse me as well, um, to use to track your sleep. Oh, really? I've never heard yeah. of it. Wow. Yeah. You know, there's a lot out there. You have the Apple watch, you have the Fitbit. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, uh, let's see if I can show you there. The, um, yeah, so it's the aura ring. It kind of became popular. A lot of like NBA players and stuff are using it. Something kind of cool with this ring is when COVID was around, it would detect when uh, you were about to get COVID. So then you could start like, oh, I better start, you know, doing certain things so I don't get too sick. And sure enough, it helped a lot of people. But uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I love it. 
Wow. Oh, well, I've never heard of them, but that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a mood ring. I saw it before, but I think you'd always be in a pretty good mood, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, so far, as, as long as sleep's on point, I'd say it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. So um, what, what if people download the book, what, what's, mm-hmm. how's that going to help them? What's, what's in there in it for them? Yeah, it's, it's really a lot of um, low-hanging fruit things that they can just start trying right away for a lot of great results. You know, some of those things could could be avoiding caffeine after 2 p.m. because caffeine can run through our body for about 14 hours, seven hour half-life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finding out what your sleep animal sign is, you know, avoiding a lot of heavy food four to five hours prior to bedtime, um, you know, and just using light. So light from the sun or light from inside at certain times of the day in order to sort of hack our biology and to allow us to feel sleepy when it's time to feel sleepy and feel awake when it's time to feel awake in the day, in the afternoon. Um, you know, and it's all, it's, it goes, excuse me, into some of the science as well with it, but yeah, there's a lot of good, good nuggets in there for people to use as well. Mm. Oh, I love it. And I reckon the podcast would be great too, because there's, there are so many people now, you know, doing side <laughs> hustles and try and really hoping genuinely, um, bust in their guts you know to to come through the other side and and so i can quit that nine to five job because everybody's not everybody that's a generalization i'm good at that you know so many people (laughs) are sick of the um the nine to five you know and it's 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 quite outdated for a lot of people you know and and we're not we're not that we don't perform that well as as well as we always thought we did now that we've got this other model and so there's and but a lot of people are saying you know what I don't have to do this anymore. I can put, I can create this thing that I've always wanted to do. Life's yeah. too short. But I know myself and um, I ended up losing my thyroid, so I don't have a thyroid. Mm. So you can imagine that that takes that takes me down to about 80% of my operation because it just mm. it isn't there anymore. And it's um, but I can see, I can see clearly how that have happened, and and that all of the side hustle stuff I was doing, you know, like I had a have still got a not for profit, you know, I was writing a book, I was, you know, building up other businesses on the side, and you don't you don't go to bed till one o'clock in the morning, Do you, you know, you, yeah. you, you for me I like to be in bed at nine, so I'm eating into that yeah. four hours of awesome good sleep and yeah. and. It's exactly what you're saying, and I, I haven't done the research to say um, definitely you you've screwed up your thyroid because you were staying up late. Like I haven't yeah. haven't done that definitive research, but yeah. everything about what you're saying makes complete sense as to mm. that being the cause. And yeah. and I think we've got a, a real issue as human beings is that we bury stuff. We're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm still upright. Um, I'll yeah. deal with that if it happens. Yeah. You say, well, you could get cancer and you could get diabetes and you could have yeah. a stroke and you could blah, blah, blah. And I'm not yeah. meaning to go down a horrible, uh, negative, morbid kind of avenue here. But the truth is that when our body's not operating, and I'm not talking about a peak performance, but when our immune system starts to crash because we're not taking care of it, we're ignoring it. As you said, all those things start to break down, like a Jenga puzzle, you know, one bit falls and the next bit falls. Exactly. And and we've got a really bad habit as humans to uh, of waiting until we're broken. And then we like, oh, shit, I should fix that now. 
And yeah. and when you try to fix it, and I'm guilt, I've been guilty. That, that I'm mm-hmm. not going to play God because I, I've mm-hmm. I've screwed up many times on that level. And it's mm-hmm. like we, if only we could. Well, we don't think far enough ahead. We're not when we just don't do that often. Mm-hmm. And it's if I think far enough ahead, if that happens to me, I'm going to spend ten times as much energy, yeah, which I won't have trying to uh, build myself back and repair myself exactly um, yeah if you even can because sometimes yeah. the damage is not even whereas exactly. if we look at now and say that is possible and mm. and so I mm. should start taking care of myself why do you reckon and I know you're not a professor on this but I'm just it's a curious yeah, conversation for, sure. for me is mm. why do we why do you reckon that we as human beings, constantly don't address things when we know it could happen yeah we just have this oh yeah but uh, it's not happening yet and it's possible but i'm just going to bury my head and ignore it why do you reckon we do it you don't have to have the answer i'm just curious yeah you know it's a really interesting question it's something i've wondered myself too it's just like sometimes you'll see people and they've just Sometimes like whether it's a high performer or somebody who's not a high performer, it's just, I think society in general, we're very, um, you know, stimulus oriented and we, we, we either want results now. And if we don't get the results right away, then, you know, like, why would we bother with it? Whether it's, you know, eating some junk food or getting that sugar hit, you know, whatever that dopamine hit is, we usually want results right now. And if it doesn't benefit us right now, then we kind of just put it off, put it off, sweep it under the rug until it really comes back on the tail end. Uh, but, you know, usually I, like I ask people the question, where do you want to sacrifice it? People think, well, it's so expensive to, you know, focus on my health right now with like healthier food and all these things. But I tell them like, what about down the road, healthcare costs, you know, in 20, 30 years from now? And sometimes people don't think about that, but I think society in general is really just if we don't feel that pain immediately, it's just like, it's out of sight, out of mind. If it's not here right now, then uh, why would I even bother with it? But this is the thing is sometimes people need a taste of what that good and new feeling feels like. And that becomes a new positive addiction. I mean, it's amazing with some of the clients I work with, you know, they came from a place like you, like, how do you feel one out of 10? And they'll say like, I've been like a one or two out of, you know, for the last five, 10 years and coffee has been maybe able to get me up to a five, but since then I just dropped right back down to one or two and they've been living like a zombie for years upon years. And then we give them a taste of what it feels like. And then they'll start to feel like one day they felt like an eight, like, oh my God, that was insane. I've never felt like that since my twenties or since I was a teenager. And then we're like, well, don't you worry. We'll, we'll do that again. So now they start doing more of that. Now it's very easy for them to adopt that um, new approach because they just feel so much better. And then fast forward six months, one year later, they're just a completely different person. And they would never, looking back at their old self, they would never go back to that again. So it's kind of, we're just used to this you know, our normal. And sometimes we think it's right. Cause it's just something that we're used to, but you know, I, what I say is just try something else have faith in that system. And then once you're able to attain that, then usually I'll, then it's automation mode. People are like, you know, that's when I usually don't have to work with them as much. Cause they're like, wow, I know, like, I know what to do now. It feels great. And it just becomes a self-fulfilling system and prophecy. Mm. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's, it is a, it's an imagination that to get to that point, it's just going to be too freaking hard. That's too hard and I'll deal with it when I get there. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know, that's undone me a couple of times. And I think that, <laughs> and, and I'm still not perfect. You know, that I, yeah. I when, whenever I'm really tired, really yeah. tired, and because I haven't been able to go to bed, I'm out somewhere, you know, I'm doing something. Yeah, bloody oath. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll grab some lollies, uh, or you call them sweets, yeah. candy, yeah. you know, on the way home. And, <laughs> and I'll, I'll eat a packet, you know, on the way home because it's that mm-hmm. instant. And then I think, yeah. oh, I feel a bit sick. And then I think, yeah. I'll just have another one. <laughs> and it's like, why are you having another one when you feel sick? sick (laughs) exactly yeah but i think when we get past that tired point you know when we Mm -hmm. get around we we are looking exactly what you say we we are looking for all these quick fixes i just because when you're tired too you're not thinking for right you're foggy you're uh, like this and you're not going well your complex brain isn't working because we just don't have enough energy to feed the bloody thing so we're not going ah okay so i'm feeling a bit lousy so i'll tell you what i might research and find someone who's can help me with we just we're not going to go there we're so it's i I think if even at the start of what you're saying is just get some sleep so that we can think clearly enough to then be in, in a in a state where our you know, our neocortex is actually connected and working properly. So then we can say, you know what, what would I want to be in five years' time or how would I want to be? And then we can start making the plans, but we're never going to make those plans while we're sleep-deprived and while we're feeling um, really bloody lousy. So even even before talking to you or, or working with you or anything, if people just try to focus on getting a bloody good night's sleep any just get more sleep like go to freaking bed dude yeah. you know, just get some, like, <laughs> you, you're going to be in a better place anyway you know and then then you can start planning well, well who do yeah. i want to talk to about you feeling yeah. better and you know what can i do so yeah <sighs> absolutely yeah that's uh, everything you said is so bang on i mean sometimes people just need to reach a five out of 10 or a six out of 10. And then that's when the, the magic and the, the spark happens. And, yeah. you know, the rest takes care of itself. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's why I tell people like, Hey, I'll give you this homework to do for a little bit before, if you want to work one-on-one with me, let's get you maybe to a six out of 10 from a one out of 10 or a two out of 10. And then working with me, we can do more optimization, more personalized tweaks and kind of get you from that six to nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. But it really just depends on what your goal is too, right? Like where you are at life. I mean, ideally, if you had all the time in the world, you had no other obligations, no one to take care of, it would be a lot easier, um, you know, compared to someone that did have all that. So it just depends. And the other thing I wanted to say is it's all relative too. And you want to celebrate even the small wins and the small victories. Because if you eat the one lolly and you're like, oh my God, I ate it. You give yourself such a hard time. Like, you're just going to build all these negative um, frames around that. You're going to feel bad. And then you're going to want to do, you know, more of that thing to kind of cover up and put a bandaid on that versus, you know, you just celebrate the wins. Like maybe I had one now and I, for sure, even as a sleep consultant, I'm not perfect. Like I definitely will as well, but I say, can you make a 1% improvement every single day and going in the right direction? If can you make more positive decisions than negative ones that day? then you're in a really great place and you're, and you're always moving forward and you really see the change like in three months time, six months time, one year's time. It's just, you just have to have faith in that path. Yeah. And I, I so agree with you about saying, don't beat yourself up, you know, and, 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 and I don't, I've, I used to, but you know, I used to be like, Oh, you're trying to lose weight and you're just bloody eating yeah. shit. You know, you stop <laughs> eating it. But now I'm yeah. like, eh, get off your, you just, just have it, just have it. Yeah. It's more yeah. important to get home safe. 
than to worry yeah. about whether you've had a bloody lolly. Do just just get home yeah. safe and and, yeah. and and you've had a great day. And I and that yeah. that's a super that's that's a fantastic way to be because I know so many yeah. people that eat a cake and as soon yeah. as they go to eat it, I hear them. They say, Oh, I've only got to look at a cake and I put on, you know, but they still eat it. You know? <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have eaten that. Now I feel like yeah. shit. Now I'm fat. And and yeah. I, I I just think sometimes you've got to eat the cake. Did just yep. sometimes eat it and just say, well, you know what? I've had a really good, I've had a really good week. Everything yep, I've, exactly. I've been going as well. So I, I love that you're saying that. Love yeah. it. And yeah. I, I'd actually, I actually think that if we, oh, sorry, I'll cut you off, but I was just going to say, no I problem. think if we, I actually think negative self-talk mm-hmm. is actually one of the biggest immune busters of all time. Do, it is, it, yeah. It makes you so sick. And It does. Yeah. And we're yeah, all guilty. We're all guilty. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. I mean, like I said, we we really have these primitive monkey yeah. brains at the end of the day. So we need to do things to make it as easy easy for us as possible. And like you really do have to be your own best friend as kind of woo-woo or however you want to say that. For some people, you know, they'll just like, come on, like, just get up and do it. And they'll, they'll talk uh, harshly to themselves, you know, and that's good for motivation for some people, but you kind of reach a point where you have to be your, your own best friend and have positive self-talk. And you mean, I mean, the science really backs it up too. And a really great book around that is called psycho cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. It's yeah. kind of a classic one. He really cool story, but I highly suggest people go check that out. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know how like our brains are always creating new synaptic pathways and neurons yep. and kind of like these highways throughout our brain. And the more negative thoughts we have, we're going to increase not only those circuits, but we're going to reinforce those circuits. So then let's say there's just a neutral situation. It doesn't seem good. It doesn't seem bad for the average person. You're automatically going to go through that negative thought versus if you're reinforcing more of these positive highways, even in a negative situation, you will see that in a positive way. And then what does that do? Well, that, you know, just promotes all these pro hormones to make you feel even better, to make you maybe not do that negative thing, eating the bad thing. And, you know, it just, it just goes up and up from there. But at the end of the day, we all start somewhere. We're all from different walks of life, different environments. So we really just have to appreciate where we're at and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think one thing that I've started doing is a lot in the last couple of years is just if I want to lie on the couch, if I'm tired, you know, and I've had a big day, I'll say, no, I don't care. I'm lying on the couch. I deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> well, there I you deserve, go, right? Yeah. It, it's made a big it. difference. No, I deserve yeah. to have a nap. I deserve yeah. to lie here and read a book for yeah, a exactly. You know, and it's it's yeah. made a massive difference to me. But awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear. Well, I've absolutely loved this. I, I love what you're doing. And I think that um you know, you've, I really wanted to have you on because I, I think there are so many people that live, listen to this podcast that lack sleep, you know, that, mm-hmm. that are really, really trying to get something off the ground, off, off the bench, of course, and, and, and uh-huh. really hustling themselves into the ground. And I think that we've got way better chance of getting it happening if we get the sleep. So uh, you've just shared some beautiful nuggets in there. And I'm just um, so grateful for the work you're doing because more Thanks, people... Karen. Yeah, more people need it. So thank really you so much. That. Yeah, thank you so much. I really, I love spreading the word of sleep as much as I can because we all need it at the end of the day, right? I mean, we can't survive really without it. So thank you so much for having me on the show. I had a lot of fun. No, my absolute pleasure. All right. And uh, hopefully people go follow you. And hopefully uh, so there's someone listening that wants to work with you because I think it would be an absolute um 
cracker for them, you know, to really, I don't know if you know, I'm Australian, you're American, sometimes we have language, it's not the same, but a cracker <laughs> means be a really good thing for them. So. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I do have a lot of Australian clients and I'm slowly starting to learn some of the lingo. So yeah, well, you know, it's it set me up for, you know, what you have to say. So it's all, it's all making sense over here, which yeah. is good. But I also wanted to say uh, for anybody I do uh, free 15 minute uh, sleep assessments. So people will just come to me and obviously I do have programs, but that's not the point of the call. I really just want to help as many people as possible and guarantee you'll leave with some nugget of information um, to bring you forward along your journey. So I'm more than happy to help. Oh, that's fantastic. Beautiful. And where can people find you? I nearly forgot that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So they can just go to www.thesleepconsultant.com. Um, everything is really on there. Um, they can check out my podcast. They can get in touch with me directly. Um, they can book the sleep assessment there. Um, my email though is Riley, R-I-L-E-Y at thesleepconsultant.com as well. Fantastic. And people can connect with you on LinkedIn and they can download the yes. book from the website. So that's right. Yeah, it's all there. Yep. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so very much for joining us. I've absolutely loved this conversation and I think you're doing incredible things. So thank you. Thank you, Karen. No worries. See ya. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. I tell you what, sleep is such a problem. And I'm hearing so many people lately saying to me, oh, I'm just so tired. I didn't get enough sleep, you know, and I can see why, like we talked about COVID upsetting everything and now we're all trying to get back into our workplaces and we're trying to establish new routines and we're stressed about stuff. And But at the end of the day, that stress, you know, I, I, you know I'm just going to say it bluntly, that stress is a silent killer. And I think we've got to sort of not wait until it's upon us, you know, any any illnesses and immune deficiencies and that kind of stuff let's not wait till they're upon us let's actually try and get better sleep and you know work with it more now before all the shit goes down so you can go to riley's website and i guess the first thing would be download that free ebook but also his podcast, which is for side hustlers. And I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. And I've absolutely loved this. And it's really made me think, you know, sleep is, it's given me a great reminder and a great nudge to really, really focus more on sleep. And if you're really having trouble sleeping, go and chat with Riley, because I reckon, I reckon he'd absolutely help you bust through it. So his website is thesleepconsultant.com. Please connect with him even on LinkedIn or follow him on Insta and Facebook. So I hope you've absolutely loved that. Please go to bed if you're listening to this late at night and um, get a good sleep. But uh, thanks for joining me again. And I really appreciate your support. So I will catch you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.